Hey, welcome to How to Write a Novel. A little bit of traffic today. I apologize for the shitty traffic. So, coming back down to earth. <laughs> After last episode where I got all crazy and talked a bunch of wacky shit, I was thinking, uh, let's bring it down a little. Let's talk about something a little more practical, a little more realistic. So, uh, way back in the day, I used to... For like, I don't know, it was like eight or nine months, I lived with my cousin and I helped raise his daughter, who was like two years old at the time. And it was pretty cool. I think I actually was kind of, I'm like kind of proud of us. We did a pretty good job, but ultimately not a realistic situation that, uh, that my poor cousin could really raise this kid on his own. So his daughter went to move in with the grandparents and has lived with the grandparents ever since. So now that I'm back home for a visit, my cousin and his daughter also came by for a visit. So for the weekend, we all hung out. She's like 14 now. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, school and exams and the pressure of uh, grades and failing classes. And, and I can't really criticize the grandparents too much because, you know, hey, they've raised this kid, you know. <laughs> they basically took her in and she's their kid now. But they're real big on this, of like the stress and the pressure of like the school and you gotta get the good marks in the school and what are you gonna be when you grow up? What are you gonna go to school for after this? And da da ba ba ba. And I really like what I, what I would, I just didn't put forward my own opinions at all. I'm like, whatever, man, I've been out of this loop for a long time. I'm only back for a visit. I'll be gone again soon. None of this has anything to do with me. But if it did, you know, if, if I was still in the loop, if I could give my advice, I mean, my advice would be don't give a fuck at all, you know? Don't give a shit about school. Don't worry about your grades. And don't get into crazy debt to go to university. Don't do any of this. Fuck all of this. Because uh, nobody ever said that to me when I was in high school. I was so stressed out about the whole future that was laid out before me. I just hated the whole idea. I always did good in school. Like, I could have gone down this path. It wouldn't have been a problem. But I just hated it so much. And it was a really weird source, like, where I, back in the 90s, where I learned about the sort of alternative path that's available. It was this uh, cartoonist, this guy Joe Matt. He did a comic called Peep Show. And Joe Matt is a weird person to look to for inspiration, because he did these autobiographical comics that were just about how he just lived in a boarding house and compulsively saved money and was kind of lonely and miserable and a weird porn addict and uh, always pining for this old girlfriend of his. The whole thing was like kind of depressing. But at the same time, he was the first example I ever saw of somebody who didn't go down the normal path. He had this weird alternative art artist life and I'm like oh shit you can do that you know you might only be Joe Matt if you're lucky <laughs> if you're lucky you might be as well known as Joe Matt probably you won't even make it that far but it is possible it is an option and it's like as soon as I realized that it's like whoa that switch flipped in my mind of like that's what's happening man that is absolutely what's happening there is no chance that I'm going through with all this university bullshit. But it's not something I could just pitch to somebody else willy-nilly, you know? I'm not just gonna 
It would be irresponsible to just like recommend that path to someone else because as I said last episode, I got kind of fucking pie in the sky and wild about it. But I do think that there is a sort of fundamental reality that I'm not exactly like other people. You know, I'm not like, like most people, it seems like they, they're kind of comforted by the idea. They like the idea of even though it requires a lot of money and a lot of debt, they like that post-secondary education is a, a path forward, you know, it's a, it's a path to follow. I don't like that. <laughs> you know, I don't like having the path to follow. Other people though, they like it so much, they'll spend tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to have the path to follow. They want the path, I desperately do not want the path. So that's one thing, if you're more the kind of person that I am, you probably don't really need, uh, you know, you just need the vaguest whiff of the idea that you don't need to go down this route and you won't go down it. It doesn't take any pushing, you just need the vaguest inkling that there's another way and you'll go take the other way. So it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, there's no need for me to, to fucking push my agenda. If it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. But also, it's like irresponsible advice because it is extremely hard. You know, everything's hard. I'm not saying it's not hard to go to a university and to follow that path. That's very hard. But it's hard in a straight line. It's hard with an end point. Like, there's a clip I'm going to play at the end of this episode by the comedian Patrice O'Neill that I love so much where he's talking about the life of comedy and how there is no end game, there's no goal. Like, even if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, it's very hard to do, but it's also very clear. And that's why everyone's parents are happy when you announce that that's what you want to do. Everybody claps because that's a clear path. Whereas in his case, he's like, I'm going to be a comedian. Or in my case, I'm going to be a writer. Like, how do you even explain that to somebody? And the way Patrice put it, which I love so much, is it's like trying to explain a dream to somebody. They'll never get it. They'll never feel what you felt. They're never going to understand. You know? <laughs> it's like, you can only believe in it yourself. You can only trust in yourself. That's it. And not only that, because there is no goal, because there is no end date, because there is no piece of paper, that says, congratulations, you are an artist now, the same way that there is for conventional careers, you gotta trust in yourself and believe in yourself and believe in your own dream forever. Forever, from now till the day you die. It's just you. You've gotta believe in it because no one else can. There's no way that they realistically can. It's just a lot of lip service if someone pretends to understand your dream because the, that's just not how it works. So yeah, like, whereas with me, I feel like if somebody had told me when I was 14, hey man, fuck all this. Focus on something else. Don't worry about school. This is not your path forward. That would have been great advice. But I could never give that advice to somebody else because it it might be the worst advice ever, you know? It could ruin their whole life. Like, what if 
What if they don't go down that path, the prescribed kind of path of uh, going to school, getting a normal job, having the whole normal life? Like, that really is what most people are kind of meant for. That's what they're built for. That's what they want to do. That's what they're supposed to do. Why send them down this wild path that could just be the just, you know, potential ludicrous failure? <laughs> Because that's the other thing that I think is, like, important about the idea of going through this, whatever you call it, the artist's life, you know? the uh, Like, to me, the fact that I didn't go to school, I still could have gotten something out of school, I guess. You know, they say, oh, the connections, people you meet, whatever. But just the debt. The debt alone. It's like, come on. I'm a huge fan of, kind of in a Joe Matt style, <laughs> of just being sort of thrifty and good with money and not just buying a bunch of horse shit because money is time you're like to get that money you've got to spend your time working and if you spend your time working you can't spend your time working on your art stuff I mean it's a simple equation but it's just it seems like it's real hard for people to get their their head out of that vice of just buying shit all the time and just always spending money and especially in North America where everyone is very comfortable with being in debt. That's considered the normal state of affairs. Where it's kind of weird, like I don't have any credit, positive or negative. That's a problem in its own way. But I don't have debt. And I mean, that's what's bizarre too. It's very hard to build up credit if you don't also, you know, you need to get debt and pay it off. The whole system is just like, they just want to like, loop you in and just like get you just trapped on the fucking treadmill of just like you got debts you got bills you got shit that you want to buy and that you got to pay off and now you got to work 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 but also like i really do feel like it just kind of will naturally you'll just naturally fall one way or the other because there's even like that sort of thing of like yeah sure try for your dreams try for your goal but have the backup plan you always hear that Hey, you want to be a pro wrestler? That's cool, but get a degree too. Make sure you have the backup plan. I don't believe at all in the backup plan. The backup plan can fuck off, you know? To me, the backup plan just becomes the plan. You know, you don't have your feet to the fire if you've got the backup plan. How much did you really believe in the primary plan if you've also got the backup plan? If you're just going to do the backup plan, just do the backup plan. Let that be your life, you know? And if that sounds like a crazy thing to say, if that sounds like bad advice, I mean, that just, that's who you are. You're the guy who does the backup plan. You're not the guy who does the crazy plan. That's fine, but don't lie to yourself. Just be who you are. Go do the backup plan, you know? Because the whole idea of the backup plan is if the crazy artist plan doesn't work, you've got an out, you've got a way out. I don't want a way out. I don't ever want a way out. I'm not looking at it like that. It's not like I'm holding my breath, swimming underwater, just desperately hoping I get to an air pocket. That's not how it is. I don't care if I never make it. I don't care if I never succeed. I would rather fail for my whole life, but never stop trying than to give up and do the backup plan. And it's weird to be this person because it has been a very long time. Like, I do feel like it's different 
to give this advice now that I'm 39 than it would have been to say all this stuff when I'm 16. Because like now it has been a long time. It has been a long time I've been trying to walk this path and I'm really not that close to being successful yet. You know, I'm starting to really believe in it. I'm starting to be able to see some kind of concrete success over the hill. Enough so that I started doing this podcast. You know, I feel confident enough about it that it's like, yeah, I want to chronicle this because I do feel like it's getting somewhere now. But that's still, it's not like, it's a thing of like, there's not a goal. It's not about the goal, it's about the process. What kind of life do you want to live? What kind of person do you want to be? And yeah, I would rather fail forever on the artist path than to succeed on the standard, normal, conventional life path. And yeah, like now that I'm getting older, now that I'm like, it's weird to say because I don't feel like I'm old, but I guess the middle age-ish is coming up, whatever. And yeah, there's just no doubt, no, like, I will double down. (laughs) I would do it again a million times. Like, I would never want that other life. So whether I succeed or fail at this, who gives a shit? It really doesn't matter. That's not the point. And I think if, if that is the point to you, if you're like, you know, I'd like to be an artist, but I'll give it five years and see if it works, or, you know, I'll have my backup plan, just don't even bother. Just do the backup plan. It's fine. That's who you are. That's what you are. Just go do it. But yeah, it's certainly not easy to take this, this artist route, you know, this dream. You're just like, another thing Patrice O'Neill said, it's like you're falling. You're just always falling, you know? <laughs> you're just, that's how it feels. That's how it feels every day. But the uncertainty is the life. This is how it works. This is what it is. But not only is it tough just literally because of what you're actually trying to accomplish being tough, it is socially tough too. Like in the last episode I mentioned how if my brother weren't such a, he's kind of a mess, you know, he's got mental problems and it's like, it makes me look good by comparison, you know, I I seem like the normal one. But if my brother was a successful guy with a job and a family, suddenly I would be the weirdo. I would be the loser of the family. Because what the fuck is this, you know, like, to all my friends and family, I mean, all my friends in Toronto have careers, they own places, you know, they're fucking, they got their shit together. To my parents, I mean, they've just, I'm sure, accepted a long time ago that I'm just like, well, whatever, that guy's going to do whatever he's going to do. They certainly don't expect it to work out. The only person who can see the whole picture The only person who believes in this fucking dream is me. I'm the only one. And it's like weird in a sense, because like realistically, what are the chances it's going to work out? What are the chances that I'll write some book that is popular? What are the chances that I'll ever make a living doing this fucking dog shit? Very low, (laughs) you know? There's no reason for anyone else to believe in me. You know what? The impression other people have of me is just like, Well, there's that weird artist guy, never really made it, never gonna make it. That's the reasonable expectation to have. And why is it that I don't have that? Like, if I felt that way, I guess I would bail out, right? I guess I'd go for a different life. I'd go for something more stable, more concrete, more 
easily measurable by standard, you know, societal fucking standards. But the reason why I feel confident, the reason why I will just stick with this forever, the reason why I will just always continue down this path and never give up is because I do believe I'm going to make it. I do believe this is going to work out. But even that, that's like the wrong way to put it. Because I am still very aware that there's a giant chance that it won't work out. There's a giant chance I will never really make a living trying to do art. There's a giant chance no one will ever like anything that I do. But that's fine, because even if Even if I get to my last day on earth and I really haven't gotten any further than I am now, but I tried the whole time and I put everything I had into it and I never gave up, that's fine. That's success, you know? So that's, like it's weird because in a way this, this mindset is kind of like leading me to failure. Like, I probably shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't think this way. This idea is what is keeping me from having a stable life and having a conventionally successful life. But this is how I am and this is how I think. And like, that's why I said at the start, like, this is coming down to earth, you know? Like, last episode, I was kind of in a fucking wacky mood and it's like, let's talk about some big time crazy shit. Let's make some big sweeping statements. I don't feel like that today. Today I feel way more like let's just talk about the reality of going to school and not going to school and like what path should you go down in life. And still, like even just with my feet planted on the ground, just trying to talk about stuff in a non-metaphorical way, in just a very nuts and bolts kind of way, I still feel like I want to go down the artist path and I don't care if I fail forever. You know, like that's, even at the most baseline, that's how I feel. And I think that is, I think that's how an artist should feel. (laughs) You know, I really do. I think if you have a backup plan, I think if you have a plan B, I think if you have doubts about this life, you shouldn't do it. You should not go down this path. Don't even, don't even bother. Don't even, (laughs) you know. Or do, I don't know, whatever, do whatever. I mean, the point of this podcast is not really to give advice. It's not really to try to prescribe any kind of path. It's just to explain, I guess. It's just, here's how I'm looking at things. Here's how I'm thinking of things. Hopefully uh, that's helpful or useful in some way. And I guess that's it. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to finish with a little clip by Patrice O'Neill. And if you like this... I put together a compilation of like two hours worth of Patrice O'Neill stuff and a lot of it is about this topic. It's about his journey into becoming a comedian and he was an extremely bizarre even by comedian standards, like just so single-minded and so unusual and just so did not follow anybody else's rules or go down anyone else's path and it was just starting to work. He'd just gotten into his 40s, he was just starting to really make it work, and he died, and it's a real shame. But yeah, if you want to hear more from him, it's it's very inspirational to me. I'm talking about trying to be the lone gunman, where the reality is that 
It's like trying to be the lone gunman in prison. It's not going to work. You need to ally with people. You need to work with people. But how do you do that and still be true to yourself? You know, how do you do this? So the compilation I made, it's called Patrice O'Neill Tremendous. Just look it up on YouTube. But here's a little clip. Rest in peace, Patrice. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time. There's yeah. people out there that just think that this conversation is sickening because we're, we're in oh, yeah, 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 we got yeah. good spots but 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 my thing is like if i ever argue with a plumber about whatever i go i didn't i didn't listen <laughs> i compare my misery to my fucking self i made the decisions that i made right you decided to fucking be a plumber <laughs> that's what plumbers do i don't compare my choices to your because I'm not a square. This is why I, I respect what we do more than doctors or anything else is because you can be a doctor if you decide to be. <laughs> True, yeah. Like, there's just no leap of faith as a doctor. You just go, I'm going to school. That's why everybody's mother goes, yay, you're yeah. going to be a doctor. That's why my mother was like, hmm. <laughs> hmm he's Ma, at 22, her boy, she saw a boy become a man who still lived at the house. And my decision, my drum roll was comedian. And she went, hmm. You know what it is? There's no finish line. Like, like I'm still, you're still falling. A, a lot of parents want the guarantee. Like you said, a doctor. Your kids to have line. a guarantee. There's a line when all of a sudden they, they hand you paper after years of school and money and shit, and you step over that line and I'm a doctor. We're in this gray area it of can end like, tomorrow. what the fuck is it? And we made the choice. Right. See, that's the thing is people are, they're complaining about, motherfucker, this is, this shit ain't, this complaining. is what, I sometimes I, my mother gets, she goes, I go, I think I might get this deal and shit. And she goes, here's time for you to buckle down. I go, are you giving me fucking advice <laughs> on my shit that I've done alone? You don't have a passport, Mom. <laughs> She's just You're not worldly. Like, like, but I sit here and I listen to her, her be a mother, a motherly, which is why women have kids just to have somebody that they that's forced to listen to them. Yeah. But we have arguments now because I don't have to listen to my mother. I go, Mom, what the fuck are you talking about? Legitimately, like, yeah. not not Mom. What's going? But Mom, yes, have a seat. Can you, 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 I could just feel you drifting away. Just sit down, your feet are swelling up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Because this business is so lonely because no one believes in you. When you go, <laughs> I'm going to be a comic, everyone goes, you're, it's like, you ever try to tell somebody an actual dream? Man, I fell asleep last night, man. It was a unicorn with a gun <laughs> and he had on boots. That's and, what you should say when you, you say you would go to like, show business. Yeah. Alone. To you, it was like fucking, yeah. The, I used to fucking go outside. Right? When you first start out, you can only get a gig every two months. Every two months. <laughs> and I used to go outside and just go someplace pretending I was going to do comedy so she didn't think that this was oh, a fiasco. Shit. I'm telling you. Mm. So now it's like you at this point. It's a lonely game. That's what people, mm. that's what my woman doesn't understand. She thinks I hate her. I just, you don't understand, sweetie. My loneliness. It's so important to me. You're and don't don't try to help me not be lonely. Yeah, like I don't like anybody right now. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to see anybody. Yeah. I just want to be introverted, 
Grinch. That's... If somebody saw my holidays from Thanksgiving <laughs> oh, to now, yeah. it would be a sad scene <laughs> in a movie that somebody would think they wrote. It's just a, it's just, but Patrice, I you're wouldn't breached. trade it in. No.